Good evening. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023, and we're studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is into action, and the step is step five. And our speaker tonight is Meredith B. Thank you, Meredith. Please take it away. Thank you, Yvonne. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Um, I'm Meredith B. in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and I'm a recovered compulsive overreader, and I'm crying already. Um, I'm going to do something I've never done before, and that is wing it. Um, I was asked to, um, a little while ago, talk on step three, and then there was a conflict in my schedule, so I rescheduled for step five, and I was like, great, you know, I'll do all the research, read all the books, whatever. And um, I, I just kept hitting a wall. I mean, not that I didn't get anything out of it. I was actually, um, it came alive for me in a way that it hadn't before. And it was pretty amazing. Um, just about how vital step five is for uh, recovery. And, um, you know, I'm not really sure what was going on there, but I started to listen to a podcast this weekend of, um, somebody, somebody else's talk on step five. And she started out by saying, um, that she opened the book earlier that day and took some notes and, went to her boyfriend's because the internet was better there and realized she had left her notes at home. So she was going to wing it. And I mean, I was going to have a heart attack for this person. <laughs> but um, the reason it's such a big deal is because it's, perfectionism is one of my character defects and it comes out in a number of ways. And it's... Mm, it's just very scary for me to not like have everything nailed down and, um, you know, know that I'm going to get an A or be spectacular. So um, I just a little bit about uh, my qualification for being here. Um, I am the youngest of five. Um, the daughter of a narcissist. And I just say that because I can just pin it all back to like, that's where it came from. I, you know, I was afraid of failing and succeeding because maybe my succeeding wouldn't be the right brand of succeeding. So I was just always stuck in this limbo of um, not knowing whether I would be loved and accepted and whether I would ever be good enough. And I, it, you know, to my mind, I never was. So um, I just leave, a, leave behind me a wake of unfinished projects and ahead of me unstarted projects. And I was a big talker um, because everything was about appearances and um so I would tell you all of the amazing things I was going to do, but I never did any of them. I 
went five years to college and I left a credit short of my bachelor's degree way back when. Um, P.S. Postscript. I um, I finished it six years ago, <laughs> but um, mm. so the food and um, I guess it started out with restricting and um, purging it was the only way that I felt like I had agency over anything, and. Um, I just made myself really sick. And then um, as I got older, I guess when I had access to more things like sex and drugs and drinking, you know, it it was a big playground for me. Um, Thankfully, I never, like food is my thing. And um, I am really thankful for that. I'm thankful that I'm with you all people. Tonight, it's just, it's, it's a gift. You're a gift to me. Um, let me see. I mean, I did write some notes down, but um, it struck me that, um, that it says um, in Into Action, this is perhaps... This is perhaps difficult, especially, um, I'm sorry, actually down farther on uh, 72, it says, if we skip this vital step, we, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep themselves, keep to themselves certain facts about their lives, trying to avoid this humbling experience. They have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they get drunk, having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. We think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. And, you know, I never, um, I was always happy to do a list of resentments, um, but that's pretty much where it ever, where it stopped. I came into OA in 2011 and just kind of I mean, it it certainly wasn't a waste and a lot of seeds were planted and um, I just, I think, became comfortable in these waters and, um, but I really didn't, I didn't get abstinent until May of last year um, because I was finally just uh, so sick and tired. I was just done, I guess. Thank God. Um, I mostly, um, well, like I was saying about how I was, you know, always willing to write a resentment list, but that's where it ended for me um, in the 12 and in the 12 and 12. Um, Shoot, you guys, I'm like all over the place here. Um, they, it says they always discovered that relief never came by con- confessing the sins of other people. And boy, is that the truth? It's just so nowhere. And, um, you know, people talk about their experiences 
with the fourth and fifth steps in here. And I'm not going to lie. It was excruciating for me. Um, I felt like I was in labor (laughs) because it dawned on me a little bit into the fourth step that I was going to have to give up this narrative of being a victim of my mother. And can you believe that she did this to me and all of it? So, um, yeah, and I think it's it's just human instinct to want to avoid pain. That's why we have instincts. Um, and so obviously these defects are um, instincts run amok just in overdrive. So of course it got to the point with me where um, I, you know, I ended up alienating people. I mean, I had to see where I felt like I had to do it in the, at the beginning to survive. Um, In my mind, that's how I saw it. Um, Well, if I don't measure up, um, then I won't be accepted. And it, or like, I can't let them know that I'm not measuring up. It just, it makes no sense, but we do lots of crazy things in here. Um, You guys, I know this is a big babble fest, but I feel like I, it was full disclosure <laughs> when I came on here. Um, oh, let's see. 10 minutes. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> that suits me just fine. Um, the things which, and also I thought, I think, I feel like there's a lot of really like beautiful gems in the 12 and 12, but um, the things which really bother and burn us, we, about the things which really bother and burn us, we say nothing. Certain distressing or humiliating memories we tell ourselves ought not to be shared with anyone. These will remain our secret. Not a soul must ever know We hope they'll go to the grave with us. And I had those. I had a list of items that were going to go to the grave with me. Um, You know, and it started uh, in an Al-Anon meeting. I just got moved one day to share something. Like I was going to take that to my grave and it had to do with childhood sexual abuse and it just started the ball rolling in this recover. It's part of my story and, you know, part of my journey. Um, but that was so shameful to me. And, um, you know, God forbid, what would, what would people think of my family? I just felt like I, I had to carry that whole load, you know? Um, Oh, yeah. Well, that and so that led to a double life. So I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, of course, it was the food all in when I was young and then um, as a teenager. And then I started, you know, dabbling in other things. And 
I really was known as the, I was a good girl, you know, how to be a good girl. Um, but so shameful what I was doing behind closed doors. And um, it's, that's a hell of a thing, um, leading a double life. And it says that too. And um, I don't know if I read this already, but uh, more than most people, this is on 73, more than most people, the alcoholic leads a double life. He's very much the actor to the outer world. He presents his stage character. He wants to enjoy a certain reputation, but knows in his heart he doesn't deserve it. Oh my gosh. It's that um, That's the deal right there. So, you know, I... It is going to stress me out to go the full 20 minutes on this thing, but I just, I guess I'll just say that, um, you know, this double life thing, if I have never done that, like I had never been honest with anyone to this degree, like with this stuff before, let alone myself, um, I had to tell a story I thought to feel peace, which is, by the way, no peace at all. And so to deal with my conscience, like to give it a salve, I had to relieve it with something else. It's just this big ball of ick, a cycle. And, um, you know, our addictions don't just magically get better. Um, And so then how it came out, not only could I not change the way I was behaving with food and still other substances, um, then on top of it all, I was just a ball of rage. I was a ball of rage. And uh, I mean, I shared in this meeting before about when my son was a toddler and I mean, I yelled at him uh, and he looked at me with tears streaming down his face and said, mom, you're scaring me. And, um, but I also shared that I would, that was something I would take to my grave had I not been able to disclose it in the safety of this fellowship. Um, And I really needed um, my sponsor, like she she like just had to pull it out of me. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know this language, language of the heart. <laughs> um, but she did, and she was so safe and and um, skillful and loving, and it was okay. Like I didn't combust, you know. Bye. I learned. Thanks, Rich. I learned that. Um, I'm still lovable and um, I can look people in the eye. They might have a lot of tears in them, but I can look people in the eye now. And it really is a life that um, I couldn't ever have imagined. I couldn't have imagined it. I I couldn't fathom it. Couldn't fathom being honest. It was too scary. Um, so 
I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> Out of a mess. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for that, Meredith. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, all right, we'll now open up the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. Uh, as this is a big book study, sharing and questions sh should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept the guidelines in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand. Uh, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the zoom host uh, will unmute you i'll be actually calling you um, and will un uh, or ask you to unmute when it's your turn uh, with the timekeeper rich please uh, time for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up and if the speaker is asked a question please allow three minutes for the answer all right uh claudine please share with us Hi, I'm Claudine, compulsive eater. Meredith, I know that you carry perfectionism on your back like a building is on it. And that was so brave and so authentic and so real and beautiful from beginning to end. And I think that that is what this program of attraction is. I really do. Just the honesty. And the tears, the tears are beautiful. So thank you. Uh, this was, it was organic and really wonderful. I know it was so scary, but it was really good. Thanks. Thanks, Claudine. Amy B. Hi, Amy B. Compulsive Reader, living very gratefully in a state recovered from the food. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, Joanna. Joanna, thank you, everybody who's doing service tonight. Meredith, I am so glad that you winged it. Wung it? <laughs> um, it was, uh, just to echo the previous person, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was, it was the fifth step. Thank you. Love you. I want to hear from everybody else, so I'm going to pass. Thank you, Amy. Uh, Lisa N., go ahead. Hey, Lisa, compulsive overeater. Um, Meredith, thank you. You did super, super, super. And I swear it gets easier the more you, the more you do it. Um, it was just wonderful. Um, I too, the, um, oh, let me start my time. Um, I the thing about perfectionism, I totally got that. And I think that kind of goes with like black and white thinking too, you know, like everything like everything has to be just so. And, and I know like perfectionism in my life, what it equates to is if everything is perfect on the outside, but I'm screaming inside, then it's manageable. You know, like if the house is just so it's quiet and everything, then I can be going nuts on the inside, but the outside's controllable. So it's wonderful to be freed of um, 
of that character defect for sure. Um, and then I love what you pointed out. I don't know if it was in the OA 12 and 12 or the AA 12 and 12. I've never heard it before, but you said something to the effect of relief never comes from discussing the sins of others. And I love that. And how true is that? You know, um, I know, um, you know, I mean, before recovery, you know, it was so easy to point the finger at people and then not even realize that I, I might be wrong, you know? Um, and then, you know, like I, in the past, I've, I've you know, I, people love to talk about the resentment and the cause, resentment and the cause, you know, but the, the, the real work is getting over to the, the parts of self that are affected. And then my part, what is my part, you know? Um, so anyway, I really, I really love that. And I just wanted to say, I'm, I'm so happy to be here tonight. I just, I feel so, um, it's been a really hard day. We're just having so much trouble. And you guys are just my saving grace, you know? I get on here and I see your faces and it just is, um, it is just so wonderful, and I'm really just so grateful for all of y'all. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Jim, please share with us. Hey, everyone. I'm Jim, and I'm a food addict. Um, yeah, thank you, Meredith. I, uh, I really struggle with perfectionism, and um, I'm just like, the energy around your share, I don't know. I just feel like it helped me burst through some of that perfectionism. I don't really know how to explain it, um, uh, but I just felt like I really related to a lot of what you said, uh, living this double life. And what you said about like the language of the heart, it's like, I feel like I always, try to say the perfect words, but it's really hard for me to speak like from the heart unfiltered. And I just really um, felt that. And yeah, I think just, I don't know, perfectionism is such a like distorted way of looking at the world. I can tell you like I've had so many days where I am for my growth, but I like, did everything right, but I'm like, Jim, you're cutting in and out on us. Maybe turn off your video and see if we get a better audio feed from you. Still can't hear you, so uh, oh, he's he's muted now. Oh, okay, there he is, unmuted. Okay, Jim, are you back? I am. Sorry for the bad signal, but um. Anyway, I just really appreciate your share, Meredith, and uh, the energy on it really really struck me. So thank you. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate you. Um, Ganit, go ahead, please. Hi, everybody. Ganit, compulsive overeater. Meredith, I am so grateful that I got to outreach you, I think, nine or 10 months ago. 
and to watch your journey. And I'm so, so grateful. You were so brave to say, I think I'm going to lead. And I was like, this is, this is what you guys do to me. I need to have purpose in my day. So I need to feel alive and I need to be here to hear this share and to be part of and to be supportive and to be supported because I take honestly way more, way more than what I give for sure. Or what I, I mean, but I can't even begin to say how much I get from all of you. And no matter how long my days are and so forth, that fifth step, it, you know, it sounded so scary in the beginning. And every time I do the fourth, it's like, oh God, what's going to come up. But I realized this every single day, ev- since I walked into the rooms and said, hi, my name's Ganit. Even if I couldn't finish compulsive overeater, I was taking a fifth step every single second. And I was just doing my step work with my sponsor on some writings that I'm doing out of the uh, the 12th step and sharing it with her. And that's the fifth step because right there again was my grandiosity and perfectionism to want to be all, fix all, I can do all, I can be, yes, 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 yes to everything, service, people, place, you know, yes, 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 yes. But it doesn't work that way. You know, that's still my ego addict thing happening. And I, and I, every time I do the steps, I dig deeper and I said, what's the, the fear behind it, you know, and the fear behind me constantly being reminded of the perfectionism is, and that grandiosity is what will I be if I'm not the center? What will I be if I'm not perfect? What will, you know, what will come of it? It's just, um, And that's what faith does. That's what the fifth step does for me. Every single time I'm going through some kind of a fear, I'm literally saying, okay, I'm going to trust that something better is going to come from it. And the fear of missing out or the fear of being less than is going to come about from it. And I kid you not, I couldn't show up to have purpose and meaning in my days and in my life without doing that because I too would live a very fake existence. And I think my time's almost up here, but I just want to say just today in being accountable to want for myself to show up, to learn something new at work, to show up, to be of service. There you go. To show up, to be of service, to help cover for colleagues, instead of being like resentful, why am I here? And they're not, or whatever to be here, to be part of, and to be part of this amazing religious ceremony that's going to happen with like 15,000 people over the weekend. I could not do that without you, without the food, without anything, without a higher power saying, that's what makes me feel alive to be filled up. So thank you for helping me fill just a second at a time. Thank you, Ganit. Joanna, go ahead and take a share. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. I'm a compulsive overeater and orthorexic. And uh, yeah, I actually just gave away my fifth step yesterday um, for like the third, fourth time, I don't know. Um, And I was listening to a podcast today and somebody said in it, you know what happens when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. (laughs) So if I were to apply that to like me, And if I'm full of hatred and resentment and fear 
and you squeeze me, what's going to come out is like a lot of really bad stuff. And I just, you know, I think the first couple of times I've done my fourth and fifth steps, I really used it as like an opportunity to like beat myself with a baseball bat like over and over again like this is why I am so horrible I'm such an awful human being and I feel like this time around I somehow something shifted and I had like a completely different perspective because the same character defects that I had two years ago when I first came in and first did my fourth step today it's the same character defects um and like I feel like I could see in that moment, I was like, wow, like I just keep hurting myself over and over and over and over again because of, you know, when I show up in the world with these different flaws, which I also majorly suffer from perfectionism, people pleasing, not setting boundaries with people and then getting resentful because they're not reading my mind when they, you know, asked me to do something and I'm like, yes, of course I'll do it for you. And then I'm just pissed off because I'm doing a bunch of things that I probably shouldn't have ever said yes to in the first place, you know, just things like that, where I keep on, you know, denying what I need so that other people around me can like, basically like accept me and love me. Um, That's what I've noticed is like, my core fear is that like I'm unlovable and unworthy. So let me prove to you that I am lovable and worthy by being this amazing person and just like overextending myself. And like, then I become angry at you. And then I'm like fearful because like, oh my God, I'm not living up to my fullest potential. Just like, I I can see it all like so clearly and like in a way that like I couldn't in the beginning. Cause again, I was just like using it, using the steps to whip myself you know and um yeah I just I feel so thankful that I can like keep coming back and keep doing the work and every single day like more and more is revealed um so I'm gonna pass thank you thanks Joanna Leslie my friend go ahead and share please Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm just so thrilled I was here tonight. My my attendance has been spotty lately. And thank you, Meredith, so much. Um I put in the chat how I, I I it resonated with me. You've got a lot of chat going on. So don't leave the meeting without without um uh taking a copy of that because that'll make you feel great for the next two weeks. Um, I, you know, I've done a lot of, I've done many, not a lot, but many fourth and fifth steps over the years. And it was not until I joined this group that I, um, and I, I, I had a sponsor who was not going to let me off the hook and, um, she didn't let me get away with blaming others for anything for the first time. You know, in all the years I've been doing this program, I've never had a sponsor who was so rigorous around making sure that I understood my part. And when you shared tonight, I really heard that. You know, I heard the the pieces of the puzzle coming together for you and for me. And uh, it's shares like that, you know, that that are courageous and um, if you hadn't told us that you hadn't prepared, I'm not sure that I would have understood 
the depth of what you were doing. But because you let us in, I really paid attention to how painful it was, how vulnerable you were. And it gave me courage to be vulnerable and courageous and um, patient with myself and tell the truth, you know, to be, to be honest. Um, I have shared my truth in this room and, uh, and you've got, you guys have never thrown me away. So I, I knew you were safe. I knew that everyone was going to uh, just hold you in their arms the way that you guys have held me. So what a beautiful thing that is. But before I finish my, my, for this sponsor, oh, I'm, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. So this sponsor, um, we were yelling, I was yelling, she kind of kept her cool, but I was yelling. And I said, I don't understand why you don't want to hear the backstory of why I did what I did to explain why it isn't my fault. And she said, I don't care about the backstory. What did you do? And where are you at fault? And where are you willing to take ownership of what you did? You know, I mean, we just went around and around and around and around until I finally surrendered and realized that it was going to be okay if I took ownership. Time. All this stuff. Thank you so much, Meredith. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leslie. Carla, please share with us. Thank you so much. Welcome home, everybody. Uh, Meredith, wow, I was crying with you. I I went to my experience with my fifth step listening to you. And, you know, my sponsor told me when I started, I'm a short timer, so I've been here three years and nine months. When my sponsor told me as I started to, to speak at meetings and I would spend, you know, I'd have four or five pages of notes and, I, and, and then I would start speaking. I wouldn't even look at my notes. I, so... Um, and she told me, just speak from your heart. And so I remember the first time I did that, that I, and I couldn't even tell you most of the time to this day, what I say, because it's whatever. Um, and, and I finally come to understand it's, it's not what I need to say. It's what people need to hear and I need to hear it. And so, um, I was just so moved and my fifth, my first fifth step was the most my first fourth step was the most painful thing I've ever gone through in my life. My fifth step was just crazy. But in that first fourth step, I saw in the big book where we are warned about morbid reflection. And I thought I knew what that meant. Oh, I know what morbid reflection just means for those people that are depressed and they don't have any hope. And now I'm not like that. Well, what I found out once I, I looked that up was that morbid reflection is an unhealthy focus on bad negative experiences, on traumas, on things that we've gone through. I carried that until I went into and, and did the steps the second time. The second time I did the steps, a few months later, I had learned the set aside prayer, which is really the bedrock of my recovery. And just asking my higher power to set aside what I think I know and to open my mind to the truth. As I began to do my second fourth step. And I began to see that it's all my fault. The fact is, it's a belief I have that something should not have been the way it was. And because of that, I have resentment because of what I believe should have happened didn't happen. And what shouldn't have happened did happen. 
um, taking ownership of that and then allowing a power greater than me to open my mind. And then as I began to sponsor and now I take fist steps, I listen to people give their fist step. It is such a spiritual experience to listen to that. I, I did not uh, tell everything on my first fifth step, I guarantee you. In the first place, I was just barely out of the food. And that's still all, all I could think about anyway, was how am I not going to eat every few minutes, which is what I was doing when I got here. But then to be able to hear people and to watch just what I watched with you, to watch them go from that broken voice to then come through to, you know what, what is perfectionism? I have no idea. I've never been perfect. And so just, okay, thank you so much. So just that very word, me continuing to say that having no idea, the understanding of what that meant either. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much, Merida. Thank you everyone for being here and everyone sharing. Have a great night. Thank you so much, Carla. And I'll now ask Joanna to stop the recording.